first time films 100. Let's get the admin out of the way. It's also the last episode of First Time Films. We'll tell you why at the end of the show to keep you staying tuned. That's called a hook, ladies and gentlemen. That's called a hook. It keeps you here. Keeps you here to the end. So you know what's happening. But Jack, I'll come to you first. What is your favourite film that you have watched because of this podcast? Ooh. Ooh. That's a fucking excellent question. I know. Ah. Uh... Immediately, I thought a tombstone. Um, nice, but that nice. In the line, so I, I guess recency bias, maybe. Yeah, uh, I, I guess further than the line, you know, I find another wee hidden gem in there. But tombstone, immediately when you said that, I was like, oh, I, I proper loved that movie, and thought I would never have watched it really if you hadn't. Nice. The other, the other two I wrote down for you were, I remember you like an almost famous. Yeah, I watched yeah, that yeah, for this. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was my favourite at the moment, but I uh, good. That's very good. Um, and Boys in the Hood as well, which yeah, we both really enjoyed. Tremendous. And again, I think I'm probably I don't probably I ever really would have got round to watching that if if uh, we weren't doing this. To be fair, so mental. Yeah, nice uh, memories. Nice memories to start the show. Get everyone that high, Nikki. I'm going to ask you the same question with the caveat that you cannot answer Detective Pikachu. <laughs> We know that you love Detective Pikachu, but it has to be a different movie, the answer for this. Hey, I didn't like any of the movies we watched. <laughs> 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 I hate it all. What about the Spider-Man PS4 game? Did you like that? Oh, that was the worst. <laughs> my, actual, my actual favourite is Paddington. Yeah, nice. Paddington. Yeah, I loved Paddington. That, that, that is the judgmental tones of a man who hasn't watched Paddington. I can see really the because I don't know, <laughs> the way you judge people for some for some things and then like Paddington <laughs> and Detective Pikachu are the two out of a hundred films. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm not even gonna argue that because it's true. <laughs> I saw The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent a couple of weeks ago. So it's the Nicolas Cage movie. It's him and uh, Pedro Pascal. Um, you have you killed my sister, the Mountain of Dorne, and all that jazz, right? And he's saying that it's a Game of Thrones. <laughs> but I had a long day. But uh, they were talking about their favourite movies all the time. And I guess this scene, and he's like, come on, Javi, it's not a hard question. I'm just asking you to name your third favourite movie of all time. And then he's like, you really want to know? And he's like, yes. And he's like, Paddington 2. And he's like, how can you go from Citizen Kane and all this to Paddington 2? And then it cuts to them just finishing Paddington 2. And Nicolas Cage just like screams out, I love Paddington 2. <laughs> <laughs> That's effectively how I view Nicky. That's definitely I had to be there to get into <laughs> Go see that one. It's, um, it's, I'm baffled. Your that. American accent sounds like Brian Blessed as well. <laughs> I was going to try and do a Brian Blessed impersonation there and then just shut it as I was about to like <laughs> inhale and exhale and get out. Um, but anyway, we will move on because we have decided on our 100th episode of the, the main first time film show to talk about. Avatar, released in 2009, directed, written, produced, and co-edited by James Cameron, and stars Sam Worthington, Zoe Saldana, Stephen Lang, Michelle Rodriguez, and the legend that is Sigourney Weaver. We'll get into Sigourney later on. I love Sigourney Weaver. 
What a legend. Um, it's if you've the plot is basically if you've seen Pocahontas, if you've seen Fern Gully, you have seen this movie. So I'm not going to describe the plot of Avatar because what, you've seen it. You before. mean the history of Native Americans? Well, yes and no, because <laughs> also <laughs> the history also, of most like indigenous peoples, like what? Have you seen Atlantis, the Lost Empire? It's, just it's also this. This is not a history, Jack. This did not happen. This is set well, in the year of what year is this set in? The mid 22nd century. Right. So I think that my criticisms of the, the plot are valid because of that. So that's that's where we'll leave off before this little game that I've got to play with you. Because we're not going to do the guess how much money it made because it's too publicly out there. It's 2.8 billion, roughly this movie made is the highest grossing film of all time so what we're going to do to start us off is i have the list here of the 50 highest grossing movies of all time <laughs> you and nikki are going to go back and forth and as soon as one of you misses the game is over and the other wins all right Please. you just need to name one of the 50 movies on this list no cheating all right is are you both ready? For inflation oh no, my god it's, I'm no it's real it's real else. it's real money it's real money like, not adjusted for inflation, right, just go, how many dollars it made. Nicky, you can go first. Right, Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame, yep, that's number two. Jack? Yeah. Put a timer on him. Avengers Infinity War. Correct. It's, it's at number <laughs> five. Nicky? Um... Oh I've my got in my head, so I'm just going to go with one Titanic. Titanic's the number three, Jack. Yeah, let's see, it'll be up there. Uh, I'm going to go. Attention. You cut it with an knife, ladies and gentlemen, mm. in the studio. I'm going to go. Toy Story. The original Toy Story does not make the list, Jack. Oh, that makes Christ. you today's. Today's loser. Had you said had you said had you said Toy Story three or four, you would have been still in the game. Yeah, Both of them are in the list. Yeah, no, no, you went first, so it's fine. Uh, the rest, so the top ten are. Can, can I say my I mean, last one just to see if it was on it? Yes. Okay. Black Panther. Oh, probably hmm. the been. Yeah, I think it's on the list. Basically, I yeah, have it's on thirteen. A Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> so the rest of the top ten are Avatar, Avengers Endgame, Titanic, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. None of you named Avengers Endgame, Spider Man: No Way Home is now up at number six. Uh, Jurassic World number seven, The Lion King remake at number eight, the original Avengers film at number nine, and Furious Seven is number ten. Um, I, I'll tell you something. All right, not the best actress in the world. But Michelle Rodriguez is doing quite well when it comes to the money made for the movies that she stars in. But Jack, you were this is not your first time watching Avatar. But what what were your thoughts revisiting it for today? Like did it hold up to your expectations or what you remember it? Um or did it go down? Where do you stand on the movie? Uh pretty much the same. I think uh because I've, I've fucking I've watched the shit out of it. Like, I went through a mad phase uh, when it first came out. No, I, 
not immediately after, but like some at some point after um, mm. in school, I fucking watched it loads. So I was really interested in it, and I think watching it again kind of like enjoyable, but maybe not. You know, I would say it's went down either in the estimation. So somewhere in the middle, yeah. somewhere, somewhere. somewhere in the middle. It's a nice ikiwak answer. I like mm. it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah, somewhere in the middle, Nikki. You've never been one for middle of the road opinions on this show. <laughs> uh, usually, it's either I love it, I like right Detective Pikachu, or I despise it. I eat everything else that we've ever covered. <laughs> so, what do you drink about Avatar? Uh, like, I went through a few weird things with this because I wanted to not like it for years because I'd never seen it, and obviously it was massive at the time, and I just yeah. kind of resented it for some reason. <laughs> And then I got to the point where I was like, this is sad, like, not wanting to watch a film, so I'm going to try, try and like it. And then I watched yeah. it and I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> what a journey. <laughs> what a journey we've went on there. What a journey. Know, why, just, why, why don't you like it? What's, what's the core reason? At the time, I would have liked it. Hmm. But it's just like pure 2000s patter. And I hated it. I hated everything they said. Like, seeing she was like, oh, this is my space sword or something like about her shit. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? There was just so <laughs> many weird, <laughs> weird jokes in it. And it, it was, like, yeah. It felt like like those spoof movies that used to come out at that point, like disaster movie and that. Like, everyone, everyone was just a bit weird with the conversations. Fair, fair enough. I wouldn't say it just all felt as like it bad. Was pure acting as well. Like, it was like I'm saying a line now it stops and now you say something and then I'll yeah. say something back. <laughs> yeah, weird. that's kind of James Cameron though. At the time, yeah, you know I'll what say mean? this like, right, and I've said this, said this to my mum earlier when I told her I was doing this. I've yeah. never watched a James Cameron film and when that was period. Yeah, I've never, I don't know like the name. Titanic, <laughs> not a big Terminator fan. Didn't really guess. Hmm. Yeah, Aliens is didn't brilliant. like that either. Really. No, I hated it, man. Hated it. I know, I've tried watching the Alien films so many times because I keep thinking, it's everything I like and I just don't like it. That's fair. I like, That's I like fair. the first one, actually. Yeah. Well, let's move on. We'll start off positive. I feel it's better to start up the top <laughs> of the hill and, and ski down. <laughs> Jack, come to you. Give us something that, to focus on that you'd liked about Avatar so we can, we can try and see it from your perspective here. I just think it's a, ve- a really interesting take um, on, like I obviously mentioned, the, the history of indigenous peoples all over, you know, the world and how that it can, I don't know, it's just, you can, I guess, kind of be told a story through something completely fictional and something that's completely unreal, uh, yeah. you know, but it still hits home the same. I think, you know, there'll be a lot of people of oppressed races or oppressed like I said, indigenous people that will see this, you know, as mm. a, a good depiction of, you know, how brutal it can be because you don't, and it's, you can get away with doing it with a world that's completely fictional. Um, you can mm. get away with being, you know, so horrible and, and brutal that these people are completely just, um, you know, crazed for um, this energy source, like it would have been. Um, you know, in, in, in time of history, when they're obviously again continuously reaping lands and trying to get benefits from it. So, I think 
yeah, I think it's just a really sad story and to have a kind of double agent in there uh, who obviously becomes a sympathiser. I think that's just the general progression of how that, that story should work. And uh, ultimately, they don't even win really in the end either, uh, which mm. I think is still relative as well, because if they won, then you're like, well, of course they won. Uh, it's the good ending that everybody wants. But yeah. in reality, when they're, they're doing this story, it's, it's not real. Uh, they haven't won and, you know, the worrying thing is, will they ever win? You know, will you know uh, people stop oppressing races and stop having prejudice towards that? You know, yeah. So, well, it, uh, it is core as well. If it if it, it goes that deep as as it does for me, I think like it should. You know, maybe the storytelling for other people can be better, but I think it's a pretty accurate and pretty exciting way to do it. And look, you know, with all the CGI and all the difference, like, I think the, the way they've created that race, the, the Navi, I think is fucking excellent. I think they're just unlike anything else you've ever seen. And, be, and like, uh, for me, you know, something that's unique is something that's good. Like, why would I want to see, you know, if they made them all, I don't know, uh, sort of ape people or something, you know, you'd be like, yeah. well, it's just Tarzan again. Or if it was, you know, if if they did just more play on them being Native American, then you'd be like, well, it's Pocahontas again. And like you said, yeah. with Ferngully as well, oh, it's fucking fairies, so it's Ferngully. But like, this is something that we've <laughs> never seen before. They have a way of connecting with Earth that they live on, and I just think it's very, yeah, it's a very good story, and uh, I think it was, was done well. You get a good cast. Yeah. Well, to be fair, like, what I like, I always like a story about corporate greed. I always like rooting against corporate greed. You know, it's it's very very socialist of us all uh, to just root against the big company. So that's that's always fun, and I can get on board with that. And Jack Nicky, Nicky, Jack is right when he brings up the fact that the Navi are their design is you don't really remember when you think of Avatar. You don't think about the plot and the reasons for that. Why that is, we'll probably get into later. But the the iconography and the imagery of the Navi, they are very very well designed. It has to be said. Hey, I would do. They look cool. Like when he first turned into, like got put into the Avatar, and he mm. stood up and I was like, "Oh fuck, we're tall." Then you start yeah. to realise that the conditions in them and why they aren't, they can, they're not willing to confront them like fairly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because those people would just kill them, the Navi or whatever they called, would just kill them. Yeah, yeah, and totally. I, I, thought, I just thought they were such a cool design. I did think the CGI was amazing as well. Aye, absolutely. Well, that was the reason that I thought even it now was. It looked pretty cool. Yeah, like it was marketed because of the three D imagery. You know, what I mean, that's why people went to see I it. They weren't like, yeah. Well, that was it was because of Avatar. You know, what I mean, Avatar is the movie that was the, the the real kick on point for 3D films in that era, you know what I mean? So that's there's a lot of reasons why above and beyond like the quality of the film itself, why this movie captured the zeitgeist at the time was because people wanted that 3D experience to go and put on the 3D glasses and enjoy all that stuff. But um, Jack also brings up the point about developing the, the Navi as well. Like they actually started uh, working on the language for it in 2005, and James Cameron got um, a professor um, from the University of Southern California and, and Edward Finnegan um, to uh, help him write it. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. <New guy. laughs> that is, there once was a man called Edward Finnegan. <laughs> and he helped write a script for Avatar. Uh, so, yeah. 
That is yeah. actually really I think that's what I don't like about James Cameron films. Is that he takes it too seriously? It's so massive. <laughs> it's just like, everyone's like, oh, we did this and we went in so many Titanic dives and that. And I'm like, why? Stop <laughs> 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 fucking busy. Exactly. One of those guys that if you're really like, I did this and then I did this for my job and you're like, oh, shut up. I mean, to be fair. That's genuinely tough, mate. I imagine those kind of experiences would get you. I was about to say, mate, I I, I got a guy to do four months of wrestling training for a three minute scene in our film. So, like, it's it's kind of hard. I know, I know. Have you ever tried going mad without power? It's useless. No one listens to you. But. Um, there are the negatives I want to bring up because Jack, cause the thing that you said that I probably disagree with the most is that you need the character in there who sort of turns and sees it both ways. And I don't necessarily agree with that and disagree with that explicitly, but just not fucking Jake Sully. Like, the worst part of this movie for me is Jake Sully. I just find him, he comes in and he starts telling them what to do far too quickly. Like, he's just, like, he starts giving orders by the end and shit. And I was like, I'm like, who the fuck are you? Like, coming in here and telling them what to do, and this is how we should do things, and I'm going to be the one giving all the speeches and stuff like that. He just seems a bit of a prick. That, and are you talking about the Navi? Well, I mean, I, I probably do agree with you a wee bit with that, because, like, if this outsider did come in, that, that would be a natural, like standoffishness with him like, and you wouldn't certainly let him be holding court with everybody like you know what I mean he wouldn't, yeah. be, he wouldn't be doing the speeches you're right but I guess it's the military kind of fucking cunt in him the, the jarhead you know what I mean that he, that he thinks like he's going to give this rousing speech he no one else can for some reason uh, yeah they all they are, they are, they're pure they fucking love him so Man, that's what I don't like. Well, like, why, that, that should be written differently. They well, should not be loving Well, uh, perhaps write that differently. I, I really don't have an issue with that because by the end of it, like, they're going to accept them anyway. So like, if they accept them at some point along the way, it's not that bad. I guess also the element of time there is that you know, a, a lot more time has actually passed than uh, is maybe shown. Yeah, probably. Because it does seem to get a really good relationship over the space of what maybe seems like three scenes, but I think it's fucking months before, you know, he's like fucking shooting deer and saying the mad ritual and all that. Ah, exactly. Well, this is why we need a montage. Yeah, you probably do need more of a montage to to see him earning his keep about the the tree, you know what I mean, or around the tree of souls and that, like doing the sweeping about and that. Um, You know what I mean? He's got a... He's got a... And his and his stripes. Stripes, I agree with you. Uh, the role wasn't actually offered to Matt Damon. Um and he's the same guy anyway. Matt, D- <laughs> Matt Damon was offered ten percent of the film's profits if he did it. Wow. That got to turn that down has got Matt to Damon's be a fucking <laughs> That would be so to put this in context, right? Matt Damon in profit. Off that ten percent would have made roughly two hundred and fifty million off of this role had he taken it. Uh, yeah, I mean I don't Mental. have a problem with the actor. So like the, the the actual character is that what bugs you? Or is it more of the writing? Because like it's know. also the actor. I don't. Know. It's a combination of all three. But I don't don't dislike him. Again, I get but I kind of expect him to be a boring bastard because you see him he's get like lost his his legs and that and. 
you know, just a bit oh, wow. fed up with life at the start of it. So I get that he's a wee bit fucking like down, cold dumps. all the time and a bit yeah, a bit down. So mm. again, I, I I would argue that his his character's fucking just fine. Truffles, right? Is it, um, Mickey, Mickey, chime in on this, right? Sam Worthington is a, is yeah, a year, is it me? Characters. I think the problem is the characters are all just pure stereotypes. <laughs> okay. Like, he's just pure marine guy, like, with uh, he's back, obviously, and he's just, like, boring the par marine guy, and she's, like, a pure geeky science person, like, everyone's about science, and she doesn't like him because he's, like, a marine... And then you get wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How dare you slag this? Hold on, I'm, I'm, like I'm that. so good. You've got the wee tiny okay. business guy who'll do everything for money, and then you've got the horrible army guy that will just kill things. They're just all fucking stereotypes. Yeah, but you know that's just every oh. movie ever made. It's like when you're. No, but they don't change. No, but None of them change. The, good, the good ones also mask it better, like give characters more motivations and character traits and stuff like that. This one, I, I have to, I have to agree with Nikki a wee bit on that. But Jack, you didn't point out that this is actually the second first time films podcast in a row where you've covered a Giovanni Ribisi. Uh, what's his second name? Ribisi film. Ribisi. <laughs> Giovanni Ribisi. Uh, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, Frank J. Yeah, Frank Junior. Junior, is it? Or just Frank Junior? I like him actually. I like him in Friends. Yeah, he's good in Friends. Ah, <laughs> my sister's gonna have my baby. Yeah, he's just, he's just, just what a fucking character that is. Remember, he was in Ted. What? He was the creep. He was the creep in Ted as well. I forgot Ted. about that. He's the I... one that wants to kidnap Ted. <laughs> Ted was oh. a great movie, man. Yeah, yeah. Right, he's also in the. He's apparently also in the other guys. I can't remember who he is in that. Um, what? It must be a cameo. Oh, oh, the other side. I've just misread it. <laughs> he's not <laughs> the other guys. Never mind. <laughs> but well, let's get to another positive part of the movie, and that is, of course, the great, the legendary Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver is an icon. And I will hear no negative takes on Sigourney Weaver, Nikki, past what you just said about her, her character. I didn't I think say Jack, the actress. I said they were all bound by the Nikki, constraints of the characters. Nikki, I will, I will sack you from this podcast again on the last episode, no less. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, I, 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 you know what, I kind of agree with you. Like, I guess that's probably one of the main things I, w- I noticed watching it again recently was just the dialogue and the... And, the kind of staleness a wee bit of most of that and mm. most of the encounters like Nicky was saying right at the very start but again you also backed up roughly quite a good like you were like oh, well that's just James Cameron and I was like I, it pretty much is to be fair like King Kong I remember that as well uh, mm. just like yeah. uh, back and forth like short kind of shite dialogue uh, I guess he, but, he, he, the, the, he's always been a director who focuses on what he can do technically and he's great at that but sometimes i feel it doesn't elicit the best performances out of actors which it doesn't always need to because most of his movies are either action movies like you would probably class this in terminator and aliens among that or they have some big like spectacular set piece like titanic which probably is more of a drama drama most of its run until you know the boat sinks you know so yeah 
well, don't know. But let's talk about the effects, though, because, Jack, you pointed out the effects were groundbreaking for the time. They still hold up. Do you think, though, because Nicky brought up that he said it would still look great today if it was in the cinema, if you went to the cinema and saw this today, would you be happy with the way the effects are, having watched it again? It would still stay up there as one of the best, and I think they've they've deliberately tried to step up a notch again for Avatar too. So that's kind of where, mm. where my excitement is now, to be honest, because I looked at it and I was yeah. like, shit, like and everything they're doing now, you would. I guess they, they would need to actually get better screens. Like I feel like the cinema screens, surely they're doing an upgrade and all. You know what I mean? Oh, like Jack, four K shit. You know what I mean? Please, please don't, mate. Please, please. You know what I mean? Like, Until why you brought really this up. the best they can do, you know what I mean? Well, not even IMAX, Jack. But, but I, mean, I went to I think, looks even cleaner. Like, they've just made, like, I don't know. Everything just looks so clean in the film and so crisp. And I think um, that's what they do really well in the first and Yeah. We'll get into the sequels in a bit. You are right, though. The, the cinema screens do need a fucking upgrade. Because I went to see Top Gun Maverick the other night at the Odeon Brayhead. Mm. You can see the folds in the fucking screen at the bottom. Like, mm. and there's nothing I can even complain about that. What's the guy going to do? Like, iron the, the screen? Like, when we're fucking watching the movie? I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? That like, was absolutely fuming. Um, Nicky, do you share Jack's excitement for Avatar 2? Uh, no, nobody's going to see it, man. I think... <laughs> nope. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm going to be back about this film, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. But I just think the second one's going to absolutely flop. I'm putting myself That's, out there. It's a big debate right now because there's a lot of people who are saying what you're saying. There's no interest for an Avatar sequel I don't from the general anybody public. Nobody ever talks about it. Ever. Yeah. It's, it's out of the culture. Anything. Nobody cares. Yeah. It's just, but it, then, it just didn't take even though so many people want to see it. It didn't take in the way that I bet we'll uh, how much merchandise after it was absolutely massive. <laughs> you might be proved wrong, but there's a lot of other people on the flip side who are saying, "Don't get bet against James Cameron," because if you look at trying to get up the money that his films have made, like you look at Avatar, highest grossing film, like um, of of all time up until that point, Titanic, highest grossing film up until of all time up and when the point it came out. His movie before that, um, like his last action movie before that was Terminator 2, which made about $520 million, um, which was huge for the time in which it was released, you know what I mean? So the man knows how to make money off of his yeah. films. So it's hard to bet against it. Like, Jack, where do you stand on that? Because obviously you like it. Yeah. Talk, I, but I will like it make it. money? Yeah, I like it and I want to see another only because, like, yeah, I was so interested in the world that was created. And, you know, again, like, like I've said many times, like, may not be the best film, may not be better than the first, but it's just more of what I like. So, do you know what I mean? So there's not, hmm. there's no harm in that for me. But I think, um, yeah, probably isn't going to perform quite as well as the first, I don't think, yeah. because the first had that real appeal where you were in the cinema, don't you see something else and you see the trailer for that and you're like the fuck is that and that just really amazed people because it was a revolutionary piece of cinema and uh yeah i just think 
for the second one. It's not maybe not going to be as as good, but it's going to do what it's designed to do, which is complete probably part of uh, the story, whilst yeah. looking good. You know what I mean? Looking really, really new and clean, and you know, revolutionary again. Probably not, maybe not revolutionary, but it's certainly a step in the right direction again. I don't think it's competing against. The thing is, right, two thousand and nine. It's probably not competing against the same strength or competition it has now, because mm-hmm. we now live in a world where Marvel has like a vice grip on the box office. <laughs> like yeah. it's hard for anything else. And I do think actually it'll be interesting to see how Top Gun performs because I went to see that sold out screen at ten past six, like which isn't easy to do. Mm-hmm. I've never had a movie where my grandma, papa, my mum, my dad, me and my sister all wanted to go and see the movie. Like that never happens. Mm-hmm. Like each and every single person is like, yeah, I would love to go and see that. Mm-hmm. So it is interesting. Maybe we're going to a time where by the end of this year, when Avatar two comes out, people are just desperate for something to go and see at the cinema. That's a big action thing that isn't a superhero film. Yeah, well, you know? that's what I, that is. Um, it's funny you mentioned that that last line you said there because I was just thinking. See, even when it came out, like. Mm. You know, we've had superhero films of all sorts, and it, like again, it is and it's just a, a fantasy world yeah. or a, a real fresh creation is just something that we're lacking a lot. I think I feel because of again, I've I've voiced this great many times about remakes for films and stuff like that. Yeah, and I get that sequel to Avatar is maybe not what everybody needs or wants, but it's something that was done completely out of left field nothing had been mm. done kind of like it before so why not it's completely well, actually, it's, it's, been well anticipated. it's been well anticipated the second so like the fact, the fact mm. maybe too anticipated, anticipated is the problem well, that's so the that problem means, yeah, that's yeah. The like it's just well, the thing is it was i've just looked this up and i'm pretty sure i'm right that the year avatar came out 2009 was the last year that a marvel movie wasn't in the top 10 at the box office that year so this was right before like Marvel fever really kicked in because like the Harry Potter Half Blood Prince was the number two movie, Ice Age: Dawn of the Dinosaurs was the number three movie, Transformers: <laughs> Revenge of the Fallen was the number four movie that year, and number five was Twenty Twelve. So this was a very different film landscape back at the t- back at that time. You know what I mean? Both in terms of the quality, I would argue, and in terms of like the type of movies. Because 2012 wouldn't make that much money. It might make that much money, like in terms of like if you're to inflate 2009 money up, it's not going to put as many butts in seats. You know what I mean? Uh, um, Nikki, what's your thoughts on that? Do you think that there is maybe a change at the box office? Do you think people will be interested in going to see Avatar just because it's something that's different from all the other stuff they've had right now? I, I do think people still like going to cinema, don't they? But like, see what you said about Top Gun. I didn't even know Top Gun was out until like you said that. I didn't know there was a new Top Gun. Really? I don't know how I'm like so far removed to everything. I don't even know when things do anymore. <laughs> it's like everyone's talking about it as well because I, nobody's I don't know talking if you... about it. I've not heard anyone talking about it. <laughs> like I, every maximum so it's such different circles. I don't know if you saw my. Uh, tweet the other day, but I think it's my favourite movie of the decade so far. I seen that, the and then after you said that, I thought I'm going to say to the movie guy, and it was in my luck. And I said to him, I'll be seen Top Gun, and he went, I'm waiting for it to go on the fire stick. And I was like, what a dick. That is the worst, man. Like, 
And I will say, this is not the Top Gun Maverick podcast. Go and see this in the IMAX if you can. I'm going to go back and see it in the IMAX because it's just a stunning movie. It is absolutely brilliant. And I think both of you would love it also. I'd go out there and I'd love to see. I would certainly give it a go. uh, I get quite uncomfortable by by seeing Tom Cruise. (laughs) 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 What? He just makes me uncomfortable. I just think he gets some really dark secrets. <laughs> I don't argue with that. I don't argue with this that. And the, and I think that even nobody listens to it, he might get people to come after me. But I'm just freaked out. By him. I know. I, know. <laughs> I just think like he's. I, I for one, I'm a big fan of our Overwatch like, cruise. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> eyes and everything. I just think that he's done some weird fucking shit, man. <laughs> See, just, see when he's always like, oh, I can fly a plane and I can dispose bombs and things. Dispose, <laughs> dispose of them. <laughs> um, and I'm like, who are you? Why do you need all these skills? I don't. Tom Cruise is one of these actors, though. I don't see Tom Cruise when I'm watching a movie. Like I saw Maverick watching Top Gun and this. Okay, no, I think like, that's my problem. I think if you seen Tom Cruise, you wouldn't want to watch it. You don't watch Tropic Thunder. And think that's Tom Cruise. You think that's Les Grossman? You know what no, I mean? I think I think everything. I think that's Tom Cruise being a fucking weird guy again. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise, you're a fucking weirdo. But and I'm always freaked out by the fact that he's obviously tiny, and nobody's ever taller than in movies. So I always think, how much of Tom Cruise's movies are spent mm. trying to make people look the same size yeah. as him? Like, it must be like every idea. single film working with the Hobbits <laughs> and Lord of the Rings. Is that was actually, small? yeah, because it was a struggle, if you remember, Jack, working with Nicky uh, on Ten Reasons, <laughs> actually. Try and <laughs> just make him not look tiny. Because if you try to lift the camera about, you have tiny hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, one sec, I'm going to, actually, because I don't think Jack is going to let this go just now, so I'm just going to get Tom Cruise's height is 1.7 metres. That's Tom Cruise's so, internet height. Find out what he's doing. So that's... I was going to say so 1.7 is not... So that's like 5.7. It's like 5.7. Like I was going to say 5.8 or 5.9, is it not? Yeah. I, I don't, is Tom Cruise a short guy? 5 foot 7 is same here. Is his height. Um, a lot of actors are quite small. Yeah, like, all the Toms are, well, Tom Hardy, quite small. Tom Holland, quite small. Tom Hardy, small? Yeah, I think Tom Hardy is deceptively small. One sec, I'm just, this is turned oh, into us Googling actors' heights. Yeah. yeah, but all I've actors are small. Zach Efron's the one I'm shot at. Why, is he? The same height as me. Maybe what? this, Five that is eight. tiny. That is tiny, <laughs> That is That's so right, small. Yeah. A wee Such tiny. Such a small man. It's the same height as you, Troubles. It's the same height as you. Better get his head in the game. He'd actually probably um, five seven. I'm gonna that. He's been known for talking nonsense in this podcast. You just refused to mention because you know over you're the, tiny. Over the four years that. we've been doing this, you know, he's just uh, talked some of it a shite. Um, but yeah, maybe that should be our next podcast: measuring actors' height and just being surprised at it uh, for the full time. But yeah, Stephen Lang, and I would be surprised at how tiny. He is. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Lang's a good villain. I'll say that about this movie. Like anytime he'd be mental because it reminds me of someone with the way he 
this, I seem like a fucking psychopath in this episode. The way that right. he has his lips reminds me of somebody, and I can't get who it is, and it's driving The way me. he has his lips. Like. <laughs> yeah, like, like his top lips like, sit slightly over the bottom one. Wait, who? Stephen Lang. Stephen like Lang, the, 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 the marine guy. Clayton. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call yeah. him. His no, top one just, just sits slightly over, and it, it reminds you of somebody. Does I can't it? get who it is. Well, when you're when you're saying that, all I can think about is when Rick's Rick and eh, Rick and Morty when Morty's mouth goes like that, you kind of fucking shrimp. Yeah, right? it's a bit like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can think about. He was in Don't Breathe, um, which is a movie I had very mixed feelings on at the time when it came out. He was guy, the Stephen Lang just play every fucking like commander guy everywhere. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Doesn't he? I think of course. We actually, on a recent movie we, we covered, I'm sure, like he, he was, was in Tombstone. He reminded me of the Tombstone soldier, Toy Soldiers. Toy Soldiers. Oh my god, he is the guy. He is the toy from Toy Soldiers. Aye, he's actually been like fucking molded into a toy. It's him and the bald guy that was in some of like the Transformers films. It's Toy Soldiers. That's what it's called, not Toy Soldiers. Um, you know the Jack. Do you know the guy I'm talking about? Like generic military man, like looked like he used to be ginger, but now he's bald. Mm, maybe I could I figure out his name. I need to figure out his name. But there are actors that you just think they could make a career off of just being military guys in movies. Aye. you know what I mean. But then they might end up like Sam Elliott when he thought he was like an actual cowboy. That was quite funny. That <laughs> and Gene Campion clap back at that. Still one of my favourite quotes of all time. Mickey, we were, have you heard this quote? About Sam Elliott? No. Wait, it was, uh, we talked about it in the Tombstone show, but I know you don't listen to the podcast, so I'll tell you. No, I yeah, never so, yeah, Sam Elliott was like, oh, there was no gay cowboys in the West. Like, too many of these movies have gay cowboys and stuff like that. And uh, they asked Jane Campion, like, care to comment on this. She directed Power of the Dog. And she just went, I think Sam forgets that he's an actor and not actually a cowboy, and he didn't actually <laughs> live in the West. <laughs> It did make me hell. It did make me hell a lot. Um, yeah, so I think we'll wrap up the Avatar discussion for now and we will give our last ever ratings out of 10. So, Nikki, the floor is yours. Please give me your rating. I wouldn't be surprised uh, after all you've said if you gave this movie a nine, like, because that tends to be the way that you, you run this, <laughs> you do I'll things. A, I'll give it a six. Yeah, explain your six. Six. Explain my six. No. <laughs> I've just done it for 40 minutes. <laughs> uh, I like the CGI and I like how it looked and I like how the people looked, but I didn't like anything else. That's good. Good, nice summary. <laughs> Jack, what are you giving it out of 10? Uh, eight. Strong eight. Mm, nice. Fantastic. Yeah. Looks yeah. beautiful. It's, David, what are you uh, giving it out of 10? Sorry, Jack, I interrupted you. Just Cut right across me then. Nicky is not having me. people explaining their marks. Like, I, I want to hear your marks. Come on, oh, tell you know, me. You know what? I, I like it. It's good, good film. <laughs> I'm going to give it a six. I think a six a is six? a very good Maybe a seven. Maybe, maybe a seven for the effects. Like, the story is just like, if you're to ask me, will I go back and watch Avatar again now? I won't watch this movie again, I don't think. Well, like, afterwards. Like what? Will you watch the second one? 
Yeah, I've got Linda Liscard, I see everything. Like, but that's not really that's not a measure of a film's quality when you go to see it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's you know, that's that a measure of a film's quality whether you complain or not, because I've heard you complain at the cinema quite a lot. I never about the movies themselves. I complain about the quality of service, Nicholas. If yeah, the lights so you are complain left about on the movies, poor little minimum wage workers that are desperate to get you Nikki. to watch your film. Nicky. Nicky, I'm not going to sit there and stand by as the lights are left on when the movie is about to start. You know what I mean? Like, what I'm not trying to wind you up for one last time. Yeah, one last time. I'm not. That's not happening. That's not happening. And um, well, we've got a few pieces of movie news to discuss before we say goodbye forever. Um, basically, this is a wee preview. This bit, we Nikki, you will be guesting on the Star Wars reviews when we talk about the first two episodes of Obi Wan uh, over on the other feed um, this week. So Star Wars Celebration took place, and there wasn't much movie news to come out. It was very clear that. The future is Star Wars TV. Discuss some of the TV news that comes out over there. But the one thing we got confirmation of, the next Star Wars movie will be the Taika Waititi project. It'll be the movie directed by Taika Waititi. So, Jack, does that make you excited? Is that something that you think is necessary for Star Wars on the big screen? Or would you have preferred Taika Waititi to just get a TV show like everyone else seems to be doing? Uh, I don't know. Don't know. He's good at movies, so let's just go. Let's just stick with the movies, maybe. Yeah. Has he done a TV yeah. show? I don't even know. I don't know. He was. Pro- he would certainly have been a producer on the What We Do in the Shadows show. Yeah. But I don't know how much of a hand he had in like actually being hands on with it. Like I'm just sort of. Uh, but I can get yeah, that. Like, movies, movies. He's good at movies. Like he, he would wrap something up pretty well, and I think they're probably needing some more movie content. Uh, general, generally, mm-hmm. for sorry for Disney because they've had so it much is. success with the Marvel and the Star Wars universe stuff. So maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe needing a movie keep us going. Fair, Nicky. What's what's to you? He's just said about him on TV that he was he was one of the people in Mandalorian. Aye, aye, like he was, yeah, on the on the wee Mando um, episode, but like uh, in I terms of helming just... a TV show. I wish they would just stop Star Wars movies for a while and then come back with an actual trilogy and something they're going to build upon. I don't yeah. just want, like, here's right. another movie and here's a, here's a coming of age movie and here's a something else movie. Just let it settle for a while and then think of what they're doing in the future and actually build something. Yeah, like a Ryan Johnson trilogy, is that what you're, what you're going for? <laughs> they should just be, I mean, as much as it pains me to say it, they should just be looking at what Marvel did and do that. Something along that, those lines, but different, yeah. obviously. Marvel, that's not easy to do. No, it's not easy to do. We've talked, we've talked. Like, I would give Brian Johnson his trilogy. I'm like, as much as I've had issues with things that he's done, he's obviously <laughs> very good. And I think that if he got a thing and he was like, have your own characters and make an actual story, I think it would probably be fucking brilliant. Fair, fair. All right. If he so... actually had time to do it and like not have the constraints of someone else directing before and someone else directing after. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. Uh, he gets a tough time, I think. But exactly. you want to hear and more, he's... or... Oh, well, finish off I was going to say he did what he could. I was going to say he did what he could. As much as I've criticised things, at least, yeah. I said to you earlier on, at least he had the balls to try. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you. 
I, I've been saying it for years. We did a last Jedi episode where you crucified the man. Um, but it's good to hear that you've you've turned, you know, turned a corner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is getting boys to be different. Yeah, yeah, someone else who had the boss to be different, uh, really older, passed away, age 67. Um, he was filming a movie and unfortunately was found dead in his sleep. Obviously, best remembered um, the lead role in Mark Scorsese's Goodfellas alongside uh, Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. Great, great film. Um, I think one of his more recent underrated roles, he was in Marriage Story. Um, so if you haven't seen that movie, it's a really, really good late really Ray performance. Um, Jack, are you a, are you a Goodfellas fan? Uh, not seen Goodfellas, no. Obviously, I'm wow. big. What? No, I'm not seen it. No. Higgins, just, wow. just go and watch it like the now. I'm thinking we shouldn't, maybe we shouldn't end the podcast. <laughs> I think Jack's got films. It's like it's the same. First time films with one of the most shocking first time films I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't believe you've not seen good films. I mean, like, you, fucking love the Godfather, love mafia movies. You'd uh, love it, man. Donny Brasco, like, seen some more kind of oh, that, ones. I was, but, you would love it, man. But I would love it. No, I know. It's just, uh, I guess I've never really come out to get it. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if I've ever came across it, like, I mean, streaming, because I'm a lazy bastard, and I wouldn't go out my way to find it, you know. <laughs> That's fair. I'll oh, bring fair. it to you. I want you to watch that match. But no, I'll do it. 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 Nice. I love it. Like Jack is still dedicated to the first time films cause, even even though it is it is dying uh, after today. Uh, but Nicky, <laughs> uh, really, really uh, very sad times. Um, I love probably had love him. had a couple more roles left in him. Do you think? I love him, mate. I genuinely, I'm a massive fan of really. Uh, I first remember really uh, when I played uh, GTA Vice City. He played Tommy oh. in it. And then I've seen Goodfellas like years later, obviously. And it was the bit yeah. he said he, uh, he always wanted to be a gangster. And I was like, fuck, that's a guy from GTA. <laughs> Which is <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> 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 it's the other way around. My dad, yeah. that guy's in GTA. My dad was like, that's fucking really oh, That's one of the best films ever. Yeah. Oh, I sat watched him, obviously. It was amazing. That's I felt like, his, like he had something that hardly anyone gets to have, like just a fucking masterpiece yeah like no matter yeah. what he'd done in his career he'd fucking done that he didn't need to do anything else exactly you know he I mean? had one where he just did fucking amazing yeah exactly he's so many you. things in that movie like but obviously when he's to start he's pure cool and then it gets to the point where he's a dick and then he's a fucking coke paranoid weirdo mm. and then a fucking dick again <laughs> and all that and it's just fucking brilliant man <laughs> I love really, really well. I was gutted that nice. man. Oh, it is a shame. That is in, a shame. He was in Many Saints in Europe, which wasn't a great film. I thought he was good. Though. I forgot he was in that because I just Remember forgot he about played, that movie. He just wasn't interested in talking to the guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, mate, that movie is so forgettable in hindsight. Like, I have not thought about that movie once since. He was gutted that he wasn't asked to be an Irishman. Was he? Oh. He said his feelings up your heart in that, man. Because it was like everyone was like getting the band back together and he was invited. Oh, Marty? Oh, no, he was Mar- so gutted, he said. Mar- I mean, he died, I thought, I wonder if they're gutted now. God, that's like, imagine we did a 10 Reasons sequel and I didn't invite you. You'd be so heartbroken by that. We like. wouldn't invite you. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Fair. Well, the last piece of news today, this is less about the news and I think 
this is more an excuse for us to talk about Vin Diesel because I don't think we've spoken about Vin Diesel enough in the life of this show. And I have some thoughts I want to get out off on the air before we finish off. Um, but Rita Moreno, um, who played Anita in the original West Side Story, and then she was the sort of new version of Doc in this new West Side Story that just came out, she's been cast in Fast and Furious 10. Uh, she will be playing Dom Toretto's grandmother. So we are getting another member of the family uh, coming in to the Fast and Furious fold. Uh, Nikki, are you excited about this ge- geriatric addition to the Fast and Furious franchise? Griffles, let's take a trip down memory lane, right? We were on a right. podcast once, like I mentioned that boy liked Fast and Furious, and mm-hmm. I said something so horrible that we had to pause the full podcast. <laughs> Oh, the good times. So that's all I'll say, right? I'm fucking playing fast and furious. You've decided to I've got a special place of dislike for Vin Diesel as well. Well, we'll get into that in a wee minute. Especially after I said that guy guy quit because of him. Well, there's a whole Nicky, we'll get into this. But Jack, you're not a fan of Fast and Furious, but I know Jack is somewhat of a fan. Of Rita Moreno, you know, of West Side Story, a musical lover. And Jack, do you think we'll get a wee sing song in a car in this movie? Do you think that's 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 what's happening here? <laughs> There's definitely no happening, surely. Um, <laughs> that couldn't make that that couldn't possibly make Fast and Furious even worse. Actually, I think it might better it somehow <laughs> in a weird in a weird way. Oh man! Uh, do you know I say earlier on, I thought Avatar could have benefited from song. It did have a song. No, but like I'm them singing a song, like I can be a man thing from Mulan. <laughs> or just steal that song from Mulan. Hi, and I'm like being shited. I'm not doing it. Anyway, sorry, back to the point. <laughs> <laughs> back, back to the point, Jack. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I, I share your hatred for Fast and Furious, that's what it is, and, and Diesel, so yeah. Um, but I, 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 did the Truffles not say you're a fan a minute ago? Did no, of Rita Moreno. Oh, not right. a, not oh, a Vin right. Diesel. Right. <laughs> Obviously, just stopped listening because I was thinking, "Shit, I'm not a fan of Fast and Furious." I thought I'd have known that. Yeah. Oh, so one of the things that mean you agree, clearly. Yeah. So <laughs> this, well, let me just take. <laughs> let me break down the reasons why I hate Vin Diesel. Right, Vin Diesel first got on my radar with what he was when he was saying that Fast and Furious. What was it? The one where Paul Walker died was at seven. Should have won the Oscar for Best Picture because it was fueled by like the spiritual presence of Paul Walker, like to help them finish the movie. And I just thought that was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard in my life. And since then, you know, do you guys both know the story of what happened with him and The Rock as well? Yeah, he tried to do a guilt trip The Rock and he'd been in the thing with that. Yeah, so basically, Rock hates him doesn't want to work with him, said he's the most unprofessional man in the planet and had left Fast and Furious. And then Vin Diesel put out an Instagram post where he's like, um, my children refer to you as Uncle Dwayne in my house. Uh, there is not a holiday that goes by and they don't send you well wishes. You need to come back. Like, we need to do this for Pablo and all that. And Rock basically just put out a, a post back saying that that was an example of manipulation I, I didn't like that he brought up his children in the post as well as Paul Walker's death. Leave them out of it. I'm not coming back. Like, it was so such drama. And I just love it. But basically, the director of the recent one then quit after a week on set 
they'd been filming this movie for a week and he quit after a week because he could no longer tolerate working with Vin Diesel. Like, imagine that. Imagine how bad that has to be that you can suck it up for this like movie that you know is going to make a shit ton of money, but you couldn't get through it because of how bad this guy has to be to work with. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it utterly baffles me. Like, I don't know. Like, do you guys what, both what just share? Is he bad? Like, is he just a just a pure wine cut all the time? Like, is he like? Yeah, apart. Yeah, he said he was really late and like out of shape all the time and didn't know his lines and stuff. All that jazz, and he thinks he's untouchable as well. With it all, you know what I mean? I think because when, there, when, was he turning up late in that and like out of shape and didn't know he's aye, that's what we heard you we heard you say that. So, right. uh, thank you, but thank you for the safety. That. <laughs> is that what <laughs> Yeah, it's that and the fact that he just thinks he runs the show. Basically, I think I think it's kind of like a Tom Cruise effect where Tom Cruise kind of directs his own films at times because uh, he has so much power I think it's a kind of similar situation with Vin Diesel like in Kurt Fast Russell and Furious movies Kurt Russell with Tombstone different because like he was given semi-official power if rumours are to be believed to actually direct the movie <laughs> yeah like yeah but with Vin Diesel and Tom Cruise they just sort of take it <laughs> so it's, yeah, take it. it's, a, it's a bit different you know, yeah. than than Kurt Russell. Well, Liam Neeson with the Taken films. Does he do that? No, he just made that. Just try to give examples of when people are like attached to films. Yeah, true, true. Well, with the Taken film, we done Taken. What is there to say about Taken, mind you? You know what I mean? Like, I it's good to <laughs> beats people up to try and find his daughter in the end. <laughs> have a good show. But I'd <laughs> his wife the next time, is it? Yeah, yeah, our Famke Jensen. Wow, all about family, mate. And it all leads back to Fast and Furious. It does. It always leads back to Fast and Furious. And I think that's a great way to end the legacy of first thing films here on this podcast feed. So to explain to you what's happening, we decided to just basically combine this and FTTV. So this feed will be dormant. It will end every the first thing films, you know, collection is complete for you to go back and listen to we can go back in 20 years and listen to these episodes you know they'll always be hanging about in spotify but the journey will continue on the fttv feed which will be renamed to the ft podcast so we'll go over there all that content will still continue the fttv stuff where we cover all the star wars and the marvel and everything else that we have time to watch and then the film stuff will keep going but it won't be like this it'll be different stuff we're going to do some brackets some lists some more remote rushmores like we did back during the lockdown which was always fun to pitch do battles. so just Let's get bring the pitch battles back nikki would you would you host another pitch battle and make some bad decisions again is that something you would do as long as you're competing in it, yes, I will do it. No, no, I will not. No, no, because you no, because what? I always give you me a fair crack at it. You do not. You never give me a fair crack at it. <laughs> you never give me a fair crack at it. Everyone, you let through some of the worst ideas I've ever heard uh, no. in pitch battles ahead of mine. I think had a really just, good idea. One of them, I can't remember. The fact was. that my sister, who didn't want to be there, won one of them was a travesty <laughs> of your judging. <laughs> Reminded you of a younger you. 
I remember when I used to hate doing all this. Um, but anyway, <laughs> first time films comes to an end. Nikki, any any last words? Um, no. It's <laughs> good. It's good. good to get sacked and getting brought back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It was good uh, getting hundreds of stuff I said edited out. <laughs> yeah. Aye, but one of my favourite bits is is uh, the things that didn't actually air. Like, all the yeah, you should go back and put that on. Like, I, I, I don't have, have that stuff. Like, that stuff is gone. Like, some of the stuff is gone. Like, the if people get to hear my performance on the Goblet of Fire podcast, they would be shown. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't talk about that. They would no longer think is... I'm the friendly person that everyone thinks <laughs> They'd think you're an antagonizer. Uh, <laughs> speaking of speaking of which, if we do a pitch battle, we need to bring back Ed just so he can talk about Speed Racer one more time. Uh, yeah, but Jack, <laughs> Jack, do you have any closing words? I think, but opposite Nicky, Jack is going to give his closing words that will take us probably to twelve o'clock tonight. So Jack, some brief <laughs> closing words, if you please. <laughs> uh, well, it's been good, isn't it? It's been a good, it's been a good wee experience. I've uh, enjoyed it, and it's good to have, like you said, trust the the back catalogue there to go back. So I hope it stands mm. the test of time, as Sweeney would say. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> you was on the show. <laughs> and Sweeney was on the show, and Sweeney was on FTTV, which, um, yeah, which we'll probably yeah. never see him again. <laughs> you know, he wants to do House of the Dragon. He keeps talking about that, so you know we might see we might see things that will stand the test of time over in the other feed. But listen, it has been almost four years since we started this podcast, um, and the journey continues over the new FT podcast feed. But for first time films, it has been an absolute pleasure doing some hosting editing every episode because who else the fuck was going to do it let's be honest and you know putting out for for you guys to listen so for all you that have remained listeners of this podcast from breakfast club all the way up to avatar just want to say thank you and for me it's goodbye and from the other guys it's yeah, see you later. <laughs>